0: Welcome to The Dugout Podcast with your host, Ryan Leaf. What up, people? Welcome back to The Dugout Podcast. You're here with your boy, Ryan Leaf. Hey, happy Friday, people. I know you guys are happy for your weekend. I know you guys are pretty keen to get your weekend started. and uh, Yeah, happy Friday. I hope you guys are all dancing. Well, here in Durban, South Africa, we're having Black Friday and everyone's just going crazy buying stuff. I I don't feel the need, actually, because it's one big scam if I'm being honest but nonetheless yeah guys I hope you guys are just gonna enjoy your weekend just be safe out there and just take it easy good morning to you if it's your morning good afternoon to you if it's your afternoon and good evening to you if it's your evening I'm actually here at this place called Life Cafe it's uh, here in Amslanga Rocks it's basically the little cafe next to uh, the KPMG building it's pretty cool nice food great vibes you can hear the nice little chill music in the background so, all in all, a great vibe. Guys, breaking news, Unai MRI has been sacked at Arsenal from today. And it's, it's long overdue, if I'm being real. I honestly believe it's, it's a sacking that we all knew was coming. I think we knew for a long time that Unai MRI was on the brink of being sacked. And it just took a couple of more losses, just so obviously, just fast track the process. I mean, after last night's defeat in the Europa League to Antwerp Frankfurt, it kind of put a, a whole new dampener on the club I mean, if you watched the game last night at the Emirates You could see that it was actually quite empty Nobody wanted to be there Like, I mean, Arsenal's owners normally do react When, when, when certain events affect the club's bottom line Or affect their cash flow And, I mean, obviously the, the boycotting of, of the Emirates stadium Was obviously a major factor Which the Arsenal board took into consideration Ultimately, Unai Emery didn't help himself by doing certain things within the club. He didn't help himself by causing more confusion. He didn't help himself by not being able to pick his first 11. He didn't help himself by making stupid substitutions. He didn't help himself by by, not backing certain players. Example, Shaka, you Shaka. Know, Unai Emery lost the fans, he lost the owners, he, he lost the players. And ultimately, it cost him his job at the end of the day. You know, I I didn't see a fight in Arsenal. If I'm being honest, the second could have happened after the Leicester game. You know, that's... I mean, that was the the penultimate low, if you ask me. If you ask me right now, are Leicester further ahead in their development as a football club? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Leicester have shown, besides the Arsenal game, the the run of results Leicester have shown compared to Arsenal's, Leicester are proving to be a bigger challenger for the top four than Arsenal are, in all honesty. It's, It's pretty hectic that We're even having this conversation that... I mean, I don't know if you guys heard Paul Merson going off in that conversation about are Leicester a bigger club than Arsenal? I don't think they are, but nonetheless, here we are having this convo. And uh, you know what, it's pretty wild that we actually are having this conversation about whether Leicester are a bigger club than Arsenal. So, Utenpig said there are a couple of mistakes that, you know, Emery made at Arsenal. And for example, I mean, he didn't know his first 11. You know, this chopping and changing... He's chopped and changed that first 11 35 times in his 18th month tenure. That's more than every single manager in the Premier League. If you look at it, he's made 35 substitutions before the second half. 35. That's more than every single team combined. The reality is the top two teams have made seven changes before halftime. And they've actually only made made seven changes to their first 11s, which shows the consistency they have within their teams but ultimately yuna emirai wasn't i think we saw it in the stint at arsenal that he just wasn't good enough for the job like yes he had success at sevilla winning the europa league three times at psg there were always some concerns because of like yuna emirai has this this habit of trying to almost stifle the big personalities within a dressing room we saw it with we saw with countless of people we saw it with cavani we saw it with Thiago Mata, we saw it with Thiago Silva, we saw it with so many big players where you know Emre has come in and he's tried to almost like belittle these players you know to make them seem less than what they actually are. Right now he's coming to the club and he's doing it to Ganesh Shaka and Mesut Ozil. Mesut Ozil is a major one, in all honesty Mesut Ozil is probably potentially the best player at that football club, potentially, potentially. And the reality is, Unai United has done no favors by by ostracizing Mesut Ozil, by casting him aside, by constantly berating him in the press. He's done himself no favors. The club are paying United they're paying Mesut Ozil sorry three hundred thousand pounds a week on on those sorts of wages. You'd expect Unai Emirates to get the best out of someone like him week in week out. I think United has not even tried to get the best out of Mesut Ozil. I think from the minute he's got into the Arsenal club, he's basically said, you know what, I don't want Mesut Ozil to be here. I don't want him in this football club. I don't want him around this team. I don't want him around these players because it's actually pretty sad. I mean, if you think about it, Mesut Ozil was someone that, was someone that could have changed the fortunes of where Arsenal are as a football club. Ultimately, I think we all want Mesut Ozil to do well. And Unai MRI hasn't even attempted to try to get the best out of this man I think any other manager 9 times out of 10 I mean picture a Mr. Ozil under Jürgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola I guarantee we don't see a shadow of the man we're seeing now under Unai Emery so the reality is Unai is not getting the best out of these players is he getting the best out of Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang no he's not Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had an amazing season where luckily he actually won not luckily but he actually won the Golden Boots and that's great for him but That's through his own, that's through his own ability. That's through his own willingness to want to score goals and through his own individual quality. I I don't believe Unai Emery did much to get Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up to those goal stats, you know. So the reality is, I I think if, in all honesty, I think if Unai didn't have Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Lacazette, that he'd actually, he'd be out of a job a lot sooner. He'd be out of a job a lot sooner. Those men actually saved him a lot of the time. They saved him all those points. You know, it was a dismal run under Unai MRI for the past 18 months. The confusion he caused in the first 11, the confusion of not playing Torreira, it didn't make sense. Like, it, it didn't make sense to not play Torreira in big games. It didn't make sense. Obviously, there's some, there's some major things happening behind the scenes. Obviously, to go from playing Torreira. Twelve times consecutively in the opening of Unai Emra's tenure, to playing him sparingly, you know, having him giving him only five starts in like, in like fourteen games, that's pretty scary. So something personal obviously went down between Unai Emra and, and uh, Lucas Torreira. If I'm honest, Torreira has to start. He has to start. I mean, if you look at it, I'd love to see a midfield of of Matteo Guendouzi, Torreira, and Mesut Ozil at number ten. You know, or maybe even including Ceballos in there somehow. But the reality is, something really wild happened at the club. I mean, the the embarrassment of Mustafi. Mustafi didn't come into Arsenal as a bad defender. Let's be honest for a second. He was bad under Wenger. We get it. But you would think someone like Yuna Emery could come in and and help help Mustafi progress. Mustafi's regressed. He's gotten worse. So all these things have just compounded. I mean, the signing of Louise was a wild one. I didn't expect that, but all these things, players have regressed under Unai MRI. Ultimately, I can't see one player that's actually improved under MRI where you say, "Wow, what a player he is!" From the time Unai MRI has come in here, I can't see an, I can't see an almost like an identity out of Arsenal right now. I can't see it. What do you see that you look at Unai Emery's team where you say, "Okay, that, that's Unai's team." You don't see an identity out of them. You don't see a thing where it's like they almost mimic or mirror their manager's appearance. You don't see it. So it's almost like where where do Arsenal... Where are Arsenal tactically? Do they sit deep and absorb pressure? Uh, are they an attacking team? Where, where are they tactically? You don't understand where Arsenal are at this moment in time. Pip Guardiola and Jürgen club have identities to them where their teams mirror them in their actual image. So... It was just a matter of time before before Arsenal got rid of Unai Emery and it's, it's pretty unfortunate that this has happened. So, without further ado, I've, I've got Daniel Skilton over here. We all know Daniel Skilton as part of my show and one of my major Arsenal fan guests. So guys, here's Dan.
1: How's it, man? Yeah, I'm no, very happy. Over the moon that Emery got sacked, I was literally on the verge of not watching Arsenal anymore if he, if they continued that would just show that our bored and that have no ambition whatsoever. And they clearly do not see a problem and rectified when it's there. So, yeah. So now I'm very happy that he's gone. I mean, I feel bad for him because he's a good guy. You can see he's a good dude with good intentions. And, you know, he... He suits more of a severe type club. Where there's not so much pressure on his shoulders to get results and trophies, etc. But, yeah, no. Uh, I'm very happy, I have to say I can't. I mean, I I woke up this morning, I saw there was still no news of it, and I was extremely angry. As much as I say I didn't really give a shit about it, I did, clearly, because I was very, very, very angry. But um, other than that, I would like to see what Jomberg has to offer. And I see everyone keeps going on about Allegri and Pacchettino. I don't. Re- I would prefer to have the Wolves' manager over them because he's got a set philosophy and identity, and that's it. I mean, Allegri couldn't even win the Champions League with Ronaldo and his team, so someone needs to SMS me where they get this, 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 uh, this, what's this, this persona that he's one of the best. Which he, you know, he probably is. I mean, he's he's made it to Champions League finals. He's got that experience. He's won. Italian league, which is a pretty bullshit easy league to win, in my opinion. It's like it's got nothing on England, so I don't think his Italian style will suit Arsenal. I'd rather prefer the Wolves manager, who I always call him the Portuguese Jurgen Klopp, because he doesn't he doesn't believe in all the hype and bullshit, um, and I think he would level the players' heads a bit and get them playing very very well to their strengths. So, yeah, we'll
0: see what happens. What up, people? Welcome back to the Dugouts Podcast. You're here with your boy, Ryan Leaf. And, hey, we just heard Daniel Skilton's sentiments about Unai MRI's sacking at Arsenal. Now, guys, what do you guys all think? Hit me up on Twitter at rwleafgreen. Hit me up on Instagram at the Dugout Podcast and let's have a chat about this. So, what do you guys think? Ultimately, guys, Unai MRI sacking was more a matter of when and not if... (laughs) Honestly speaking, I mean you heard Daniel saying there, he, he's, he was so angry to get up this morning and not see him sacked. I think Arsenal fans have become so disillusioned now by who is the manager or who takes over because ultimately there's a systematic problem with the way Arsenal are now choosing managers. I mean, Arsene Wenger towards the end of his time was basically pushed out of Arsenal and now this has happened again 18 months later with Unai Emery. Thinking of it this way, I mean, if you ask questions about how's Unai MRI lasted so long in the Arsenal job, in all honesty, there's been no improvement. There's been no dramatic improvement in the team's performance or what what kind of personnel are on the pitch. If you look at it very really deeply, look at it carefully, Unai MRI has been saved every single time bearing the fact of how he's been saved of Arsene Wenger's legacy. Think about it for a second. He's benefited from the fact that Arsene Wenger signed two of the five best strikers in the Premier League right now. Two of the five best strikers in the Premier League are at Arsenal. And those two, in Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, have basically saved Unai MRI's skin week in, week out for the past 18 months. Nothing extraordinary has happened at Arsenal. Unai Emery hasn't taken Arsene Wenger's old team forward. They, they, they actually haven't made any kind of progression where we we're like mm, okay okay i see i see what's going on here you know the the team hasn't made strides to provide an identity you know in all honesty you look at it you look at it chelsea have hired frank lampard leicester have hired Brendan rogers and in the past six to eight months those managers have already stamped their identity on their teams those those teams mirror their managers in the ultimate shape and form. And I, in the past 18 months, I haven't seen it in United MRI's team. Like I was saying earlier in the show, what is the United MRI team in the first place? What is it? Tell me what it is. I'd love to know because clearly I'm confused. Unai Emery has come in and caused so much confusion as it is that Arsenal fans have just become so out of touch with what's actually happening at their club. I can understand why Daniel was so upset and why he's so angry with the fact that Yuna Emra still happens to be within a job. It's actually scary. If you look at the Premier League table, for example, look at it for example, right? Arsenal are now eighth in the table with a negative goal difference, by the way. Negative one, if I'm being honest. They are tie on points with Burnley, Sheffield United and... Wolves are one point ahead Tottenham and Manchester United are one point below them So Arsenal are on 18 points So Burnley and Sheffield United Under Sean Dyche and Chris Wilder respectively Have spent a lot less money Have, with all due respect Have worse players to deal with And they're languishing in a similar place as Arsenal Now you tell me, I don't know Because in my mind that factually says to me that Arsenal are underperforming. That factually says to me that Arsenal are not going to be in a Champions League place. They're going to be a mid table team. And the fact that Sheffield United are punching above their weight. And I know we're 13 games in. I get it. But the reality is the table is now taking shape. It's taking shape. And Burnley and Sheffield United are above Arsenal. And we're 13 games in. It's really sad. The reality is Tottenham are one point behind Arsenal in tenth place. Right? Let's look at this, for example. They've sacked a better manager in Mauricio Pochettino, and they've hired a better one in Jose Mourinho. And I think Tottenham Tottenham hiring Jose, I think it sets off alarm bells. I honestly think it sets off alarm bells at Arsenal. I think Arsenal, I think Arsenal have been they've had their eye on Jose Mourinho for a while, and I think Jose Mourinho now taking the Tottenham job, that raised some serious alarm bells at Arsenal. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, Arsenal's board, they, they, were, they, were, they really got like set up when Jose Mourinho was at Tottenham. Once that happened, I guarantee you that Arsenal's board, Arsenal's owners, the Crankies, shareholders, they all sat up and took notice of that signing because the reality is Tottenham took action. A couple of weeks ago, Tottenham and Arsenal were in a very similar position. We're looking at it this way, they have a chance to fire their managers and there are managers available who can replace them. Jose Mourinho was the ideal candidate for either job and he was available. He was just chilling without no job, nothing, relaxing, chilling on the beach, basically being a pundit. So it was more a matter of, if you look at it this way, it's more a matter of who blinks first. So ultimately Tottenham have... Tottenham have taken one, and they've bitten the bullets, fired Maurizio Pochettino, got Jose Mourinho in. Daniel Levy obviously took a bit of a look into the future and said things aren't going too well across at Arsenal. Things aren't going too well there. They could fire Unai Emery there. They could hire Jose there. I think, I think because Unai Emery was doing so terribly at Arsenal, I think Daniel Levy just took a bit of a look into the future and said we need to make a change here. Jose is available. We need to make a change before Arsenal do. And it's a bit knee-jerk of Arsenal, but hey, they've taken the they've taken the plunge. They've now fired Unai Emery. The reality is, I can see why Arsenal have now done it. Arsenal now are Arsenal now are in a place where they need to go out there and get the right man, because hiring the wrong man again is going to leave them in <coughs> it's going to leave them in a very big predicament. I mean, who's actually available? Maximiliano Allegri. Okay, cool. Mauricio Pochettino would he actually go to Arsenal? Question mark. David Moyes, available. Rafael Benitez is is admired by them, but would he come to Arsenal? These are all questions we really have to start asking ourselves. (sighs) There's been major rumours about Nuno Espirito Santo. There's been major rumours about that. Arsenal fans have been wanting him to come into Arsenal and obviously get things going. I don't know how I feel about that because the reality is Nuno hasn't been put into the dugouts of a high-profile club. No offence to Wolves. Uh, Mikel Arteta Another name that's been Touted with Arsenal I mean Eddie Howe as well So Mark Hughes is available But is Mark Hughes A, a manager good enough For Arsenal No he's not Alan Pardew is available Is he good enough either No he's not So basically we're, we're running it off To a list of about Four managers Maximiliano Allegri Rafa Benitez Eddie Howe Possibly David Moyes And maybe Mikel Arteta So say five Guys, <laughs> Arsenal need to make a decision and they need to make it fast. I think we cannot give Freddy Youngberg the season, in all honesty. I don't think we can really give Freddy Youngberg the season to, to fix Arsenal and to get things right. Daniel said in his in his uh little cameo that he doesn't want Maximiliano Allegri because he couldn't win the Champions League even with Ronaldo being in his team. You know, okay fine. Maybe he didn't do that amazingly in europe but the reality is maximiliano allegri has won a lot of titles besides the champions league with juve he's a serial winner he's won at juve for the past i don't know five years six years that he's been there and the reality is he, he would come into arsenal and change things but i get that daniel does want a challenge on the continent as well and not just domestically because that's been the case for arsenal in, in, guys you know what arsenal fans what do you guys think If I'm Arsenal's board right now, I'm literally, I'm doing whatever is required to get Maurizio Pochettino. Controversial as it may sound, I am doing everything in my power. I'm buying the man a house. I'm doing anything in my power to get Maurizio Pochettino at Arsenal. Because the reality is, loyalty right now is dead. I know that Maurizio Pochettino is a man of principle. But we're looking at Jose and we're looking at what he's done over the past couple of years. I honestly I would I would love to have Murillo Pochettino at Arsenal. It would create an entire twist to the Premier League. It'll create like a nasty like a menacing like dramatic streak about the Premier League. You know like that like cutthroat kind of vibe. I would I would love to have Murillo Pochettino at Arsenal and it would create I think it would create more tension between Arsenal and Tottenham fans. I mean there's tension now as it is. Both clubs fans hate each other, but the reality is it could cause a lot more frustration between the two. It could cause more... I think who would be more dissatisfied between Arsenal and Tottenham fans about Arsenal hiring Mauricio Pochettino? I think Tottenham fans. I think Tottenham fans would absolutely hate that. They would hate to have Maurizio Pochettino at Tottenham. They, I mean at Arsenal, sorry. They would hate to see him in the colour red. But the reality is he is the prime candidate for the Arsenal job. There's nobody else available that can come in and do a similar job, in my own opinion. I think Mauricio Pochettino needs a bit of a break from football. I think he needs a good year sabbatical. Because if you look at it, towards the end of his Tottenham tenure, he looked a bit drained, a bit out of his depth. Players got a bit bored or or tired of his tactics. He's a very stubborn manager as well. He doesn't play with any wingers. There's no width, basically, in his in his Tottenham team. I mean he used Son, but it was more using Son like in a four four two. You know. He like refused to play Lucas Mora in a lot of the games, who's a natural winger. So it kind of it kind of leaves Arsenal with a bit of a conundrum here. Guys, in all honesty, I'd say it's between Maximiliano Allegri, Michele Arteta, Nuno Espirito Santo and controversial as it sounds guys born eddie howe eddie Howe's a remarkable manager i love eddie howe and what he's done at at the vitality it might just be a step too far ahead but nice to obviously test that water you know i mean there's nothing wrong with obviously giving eddie howe the job getting him on a two-year contract and see what he can do for arsenal i love eddie howe's transparency in the way he manages his players <sighs> david moyes would be a terrible shout that would be a terrible shout, but I'm not even going to get into that. I just think, guys, Eddie Howe did—not Eddie Howe, sorry, excuse me. Unai I did a very poor job insulating his first eleven. Honestly, the things he done in the transfer market, the things he done with his substitutions, the first eleven that he would pick every single week—it just—it's crazy. I can't understand how he picked that Arsenal team. What was when I when I watched Arsenal play? When I watch Arsenal play, it looks as if there were a bunch of strangers. Like they were a bunch of absolute strangers. They don't even know who <laughs> who they were. You know, they just met each other that day and said, oh, let's make a team, let's go and play, let's go and play Burnley guys. You know. Arsenal played Southampton last weekend at the Emirates. And you know what? It speaks volumes when Southampton are going home on that bus last weekend and they were actually gutted. They were sad. That they didn't get those three points, I guarantee you. Southampton were, they were knackered, upset, and disappointed in themselves for not getting those three points against Arsenal because those three points were for the taking. The fact that Southampton have gone there and can leave Arsenal and feel that kind of way, it speaks volumes. It speaks absolute volumes. United MRI has benefited enough from Arsene Wenger's legacy. I don't want to say thankfully enough because it's never nice when a manager loses his job. But the reality is, Arsenal were regressing. They weren't getting any better. He'd lost the fan base, he'd lost the dressing room, he'd lost the board. I think once you lose the fans at Arsenal, that's when it's a game over. You can lose the players, the dressing room is fine. But the the, the fans, the people that are in the stands that pay to watch Arsenal week in, week out, when they back the team and they back the manager, that's all you need at Arsenal, basically. Just the club's hearts. Ultimately, Arsenal's board are very reactive when it comes to their bottom line or or their financial situation. And when fans begin to not, not fill up the Emirates anymore, that's when it becomes a problem to Arsenal's board. That's when you become an issue. When you stop making the club money, that's when it becomes a major issue. A serious problem. I've read now on the Daily Mail that plenty of players are actually they're pretty glad that you know has been sacked after they've grown sick of his tactics. And his team selections. I can imagine people like Lucas Soreira. I can imagine Rob Holding. I can imagine Mesut Ozil, major one. I can imagine kind Shaka. I can imagine people like like Rhys Nelson. Those players would be overjoyed to hear that Unai Emery has actually been sacked and removed from the club. I can only imagine how happy those players are, Mesut Ozil especially. Because now, but this is Mesut Ozil's chance to recreate himself once again out of, under Freddie Youngberg. I just want, I want to see Mesut Ozil do well, man. Unfortunately, guys, Yuna MRI has been sacked and I wonder where the team goes from here. I wonder who they ultimately select as their next head coach. Carlo Ancelotti at Napoli, things seem to be going pretty wild there. Rafa Benitez is an option. They like Nuno Espirito Santo. I don't know how I feel about that personally. I like Nuno's identity. I like his attacking football. I love what he's about. But is the job too big for him? That's the question I have. (sighs) So many questions. So many questions. Arsenal's defensive record didn't help them either. It didn't help them either. You're conceding 20 plus shots on goal every single game. Surely you're going to concede one, two or three goals a game. If you concede 20 shots on goal every single game, surely players or other teams are going to sniff that out and they're going to score surely so the writing has been on the wall for a long time and like i said in my earlier show i thought time was up at the leicester game you know i was surprised that he was given more time he was given two or three weeks so i was very surprised by that so guys you know what it's a very sad reality right now for arsenal fans i'm still really shook at the premier league table by looking at it looking at the fact that Sheffield United and Burnley are above Arsenal with... I mean, Arsenal have a much bigger wage budget. They have a much bigger financial power. And if you look at it, they have better players. They surely should be around the top four or at least challenging. Look at Leicester. Leicester are flying. Leicester are flying. If you ask me today, do Leicester have a better first eleven Right now. Yes. Yes, hands down. Leicester are absolutely flying. Under Brendan Rodgers They are flying They are Arsenal are never going to Catch them right now That's the reality of it I think what Arsenal Needs to do First and foremost Get Mesut Ozil Back in the side Get him playing Get him confidence again Fix that back four Fix the defensive issues That are happening Pick a starting 11 And stick with it Stick with it Stop this chopping And changing Pick a first 11 Stick with it And let's just see Where it gets you In all honesty Arsenal squad isn't that deep enough where you look around and you say, oh, well, you know, uh, this person can be playing ahead of this person. We know who should be starting, ultimately. Anyway, guys, yeah, this is your boy Ryan Leaf. Hope you guys have the best weekend. We'll chat soon, yeah? And uh, just have the best one. Please be safe this weekend, guys. <sighs> Arsenal are playing... Who are they playing, actually? They're playing Norwich away. Good game. Norwich are Road. Norwich are bottom of the Premier League. I think, I think it'll be a, a good test for Arsenal. I still see Arsenal as coming in as narrow winners for that game, so I see Arsenal one 0 against Norwich this weekend. So, guys, this is your boy Ryan Leaf on the Tagout Podcast. We'll chat soon. Have the best weekend. Please be safe, everybody. Have the best one, yeah.